Welcome to the Everyday PM podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Ann Campia, and I'm a certified project slash program manager with over a decade of experience working for healthcare, retail, consumer goods, tech, marketing, basically all across all the industries. I am so excited to welcome Laura Chattington, who is the founder of Talking Shop Co. Laura carries such an impressive resume, which we will definitely cover up front, but she is on the podcast today to talk to us about three stress busters that can help us perform without losing our minds. And Laura, you and I chatted before we actually got on our, our call today to, to run through this podcast because this topic is so, so relevant. And I actually picked this of the many topics that you you wanted to present to the Everyday PM audience today, just because we are in that environment. We are all in what I would say are extremely stressful environments, whether it is your uh, work re working remote situation, your hybrid situation. There's just a lot of things that are happening in the professional space that can lead to stress. So Laura is here to teach us how to bust all of those. Uh, so Laura, you have nearly 20 years of experience directing multi-million um, global communications accounts and communicating up to the C-suite level. So I'm excited to tap into how the stress busters can help there. You've also delivered and facilitated events and training sessions to hundreds of people around the world, including London, Lisbon, Singapore, Geneva, and South Africa. You're accolades go on and on. So Laura, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on as our very special guest. For those who have not met you yet, can you please take a brief moment to introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. Hi there. Uh, my name is Laura and I help professionals communicate and present with confidence. I help them influence upwards and really help them accelerate their careers. And if I could take, just because of the audience that you have, just a few minutes to give you some of my background, Absolutely. because I actually started out, I started out my life as, believe it or not, a computer programmer. And it was way, 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 way back before it was even called to be a coder. And we used to be shut away in rooms when no one was allowed in and out kind of thing. Yeah. And actually there were two, there were, the, the, there were two things that made me different back then. Number one, was I was female and I'm mm. um, quite a long time ago there were no females in the tech industry or very very few and secondly I could communicate with human beings which was quite unusual to have the sort of tech knowledge and experience and also be able to communicate at, at a business level as well so Actually, I was put into project management positions very early on in my career, and I was sort of managing and directing projects with no project management or project experience, but just because I had that connection between the technology and the sort of business world and the, the world of human beings and not computers. <laughs> and I, I, I sort of very, very distinctly remember a particular project I worked on, which was the, the, the merger of three law firms. And it was an information hub that we were working on. And to, to, to tell you very quickly, we sort of worked for 14 months. It was, you know, wow. blood, sweat and tears. You know what it's like managing a project. You're sort of spinning loads of plates and doing what you have to do to deliver the project. And I worked along, closely alongside my client. And after 14 months, I delivered 
that we delivered the project and it was an amazing success, which was great. Nice. And in fact, it was such a success that the um, my client rang me up and said, the three senior partners want you to, you know, want to come down to London and meet you. We're going to have an hour of their time. If you do a 15 minute presentation, we can talk about what the next steps are. Oh, wow. So I was like, great. Put the phone down and went, ah, you know, and the idea of presenting to three, to anyone actually, let alone three senior clients really filled me with horror back then <laughs> and sort of over the next seven days I sort of tried to put this presentation you know fretted I don't think I slept I don't think I ate and I sort of went into that meeting in a really bad way to be honest with you and my client introduced me and I walked up to the front of the room and in the next 15 minutes, I sort of bumbled and mumbled and I looked at the floor and I looked at the ceiling and I looked everywhere except anyone in the room. And in that, you know, in that 15 minutes, at the end of it, you know, I couldn't look my client in the eye and the senior partners asked a couple of polite questions and then left the meeting. And it was really at that that point where I realized no matter how hard you work, no matter how good you are at project management, no matter how good you are at your job, if you cannot communicate and present effectively mm -hmm. to the senior team, to other people in the business, to your clients, to your stakeholders, you're just never going to get as far as you can. And it was really at that point where I was like, right, you know, Great I'm point. never going to yeah. go into a presentation like that again. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, have spent the next 15 years mastering the art of communicating and presenting. And I, as you introduced me so kindly at the beginning, you know, I've worked in the industry, I've directed big projects, I've managed multidiscipline teams and have had to communicate, you know, up to the C-suite level on a consistent basis. So, it's 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 scars on my arms and applied strategies and you know experience which I hope will resonate with your audience today. Oh, absolutely. It is absolutely going to resonate. And actually, when we look at your resume, you're also a neuro-linguistic programming and certified coach. So yes. I already feel a little bit of stress boiling inside of me, <laughs> knowing that there is a there is a slight chance that anything I'm saying, you're analyzing just to, to give me tips on how to better present what I'm saying. So now I feel like I'm also under a microscope, but I think well, our I, audience is not. definitely going to benefit. Yeah. <laughs> I think our audience will definitely benefit from understanding not just uh, how, how to communicate to executives, but I think if you've ever been in the situation that Laura is describing, you know what that day before that hour before mm. the 10 minutes mm. before you know you have to present feel like it is just so utterly there's stressful nothing else on your mind there's nothing, there. else, there's nothing, on nothing else on your mind I can't tell yeah. you how many times I've been in some of these situations now granted a lot of the what I'm gonna say is an anecdote that is I was not at the workplace I will just say that first yeah. and foremost, but at times where I was very stressed about an interview or a conversation I was going to have remotely, uh, that I probably would have taken some sort of glass of wine and taken a sip or something just to kind of relieve 
the the stress that's going on yeah. exactly to bring me down just a little bit. And so I have had a few of those instances where I've had to do so just because the stress is just so high at that mm-hmm. moment in time. So I wanted to bring this topic to our audience because I'm sure, Laura, that everybody resonates with that. Your your not just your professional journey, but that particular anecdote that you just told us. So I am very curious to dig into the three because you said there are only three stress busters. So I'm I'm in disbelief that there are only three, but walk us through what those well, three are. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of different ways to bust our stress. And, you know, in, in that kind of particular environment where you're having to present or you're in an interview or anything, you know, there, there are lots of different strategies to keep and hold your calm and your confidence. But I thought what would be useful today, given that the that everyone listening to this is probably from a project management uh, background is actually, um, you know, dealing with getting stuff done. And as a project manager, you know, the, 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 there's lots of different dynamics to your role. But actually, I think that lots of the stress, assuming you're not having to go in and present to senior partners every single day of your week, lots of the stress comes to really being able to get the right stuff done and I think once you you know and naturally us from the project manager management role we that's what our job is isn't it getting stuff done getting results getting the outcomes that we need for the project so really being able to get stuff done effectively is something that you talk about my NLP background I actually studied it in my early 20s because of some life experience I had and really it's about how to master and perform better mm. so I was always fascinated with the fact that you you know there were strategies out there in the world that enabled us to perform better and I think when it comes to work stress feeling in control and feeling like you're getting stuff done, I think is key. Along with spending, you know, two weeks on a a beach in the Caribbean, that's relaxing (laughs) too, right? But in terms of sort of day-to-day getting stuff done, I think is is what we're going to focus on today. And and remembering, and, and, and I know this is obvious, but there are, no matter who we are and what role we have, we only have the hours we have in the day. Sure. And especially when you're, you know, managing maybe multidiscipline projects, different teams that, you know, you've got lots of commitments, you know, we cannot buy any more time in our day. And I think if we could bottle more time, we'd be extremely wealthy in the world, but we can't do that. So really, you know, the core to busting stress is really about how to use your time more effectively. Okay, so the three stress busters we've got today are about how to do exactly that. So the first one, and these are obvious, and I think it's useful when you listen to programs like this, is is just to think, yeah, yeah, I need to go and apply that into my life. Mm -hmm. And the first one is about what you're focused on. Now, when we wake up in the morning, we've got loads and loads of stuff on our plate. You know, the brain starts, oh my God, how am I going to get that done? How am I going to do this? How am I going to, you know, get through my day? And and so what happens as soon as you're waking up, as soon as those thought process, processes are going on, you're already stressing yourself out, mm-hmm. right? We, we It kind of goes in a cycle and we get stressed out. So 
if we focus on different questions, if we ask ourselves different questions, then our brain naturally follows the questions that we ask. So instead okay. of asking something like, oh my God, I'm never going to get this done, or I've got to go into that meeting, stress, 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 stress. If you ask yourself questions like, why do I know I'm going to find a solution to this? Why do I know that I'm going to mm. get the right stuff done today? Yeah. Why do I know that I'm going to go into that meeting and get exactly what I need out of it? Guess what happens? Your brain starts following those trails of thought. Sure. So when you start paying attention to the dialogue that's going on in your head and start focusing on better questions, on better thoughts, you start coming up with better answers mm -hmm. and the stress levels, you know, it's like kind of you start when you have a negative thought process, you know, it's sort of like it gets to, you know, extreme stress, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah. But actually, you start asking yourself the right questions, you start getting better answers. And that really helps you focus on exactly what you need to do and get you know, more stuff done, get more, take more action and focus on the right things. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've just been wide awake because I'm trying to solve all the world's problems in the hour before yeah. I'm supposed to go to bed. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I like this, this idea of not just more often than not, I find myself trying to shut it off, just stop mm. thinking. I don't think stopping thinking is the solution here if I'm I'm going to take a guess but I I like this idea that you have said about kind of spinning the narrative in your own head asking different types of questions of yourself and I can absolutely see how that could be effective yeah and actually when you start paying attention to it and when I work with clients I start getting them to write down what's going on in their head you know what what are they saying yeah. to themselves are they sure. supporting themselves like, oh, I know I'm going to go into that presentation and nail it. Or, uh -huh. oh my God, I'm gonna... you know, when you start listening to the dialogue that's going on in your head and you start going, gosh, am I really saying all that stuff? No yeah. wonder right. I'm getting stressed out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And probably just so, mentally, like, mental exhaustion as well, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And as you say, you sort of wake up and you're like, blah. You mm -hmm. know, so if you start noticing it first and then, peeling away some of that negative dialogue that's going on in your head and replacing it with more constructive and I don't mean positive I don't mean like I'm going to be awesome today <laughs> yeah I mean, affirmations really, uh -huh. I, yeah I mean really constructive questions sure you know so and I think that really starts and it, it it's kind of compounds the first thing you do is you realize that you've got you start you're saying awful things to yourself and then you realize and you start changing it and you realize actually how much of an effect it has on your stress levels and your ability to take action. So it's very subtle, but yeah. actually it's there all the time and it has a big effect on how you can perform and how you can reduce those stress levels. And I also wake up in the middle of the night sometimes, not very often, actually, I sleep like a baby, but um <laughs> I you can't stop yourself. You know, if you say stop thinking, your brain goes doesn't it yes just, it's that's like fuel to the fire isn't it right it's, so 
just change the thoughts that are going in your head and see what happens. And it okay. makes a big difference. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So number one. So that's number one. Them. Okay. What you focus on. Number two is all about focusing and, and it kind of comes off the back of this is is starting every day or every week or planning your week and your month focusing on what your 20 percent is now mm. i have spent a career directing projects where there are thousands of things going on all the time i open my email in the morning and there are hundreds and thousands mm. of emails you know all these things you're just like getting more stressed more sure. you know you look at your you start your day and think I've got 10 meetings. When am I going to do the work? When am I, yeah. I haven't got time to answer my emails and things like that. And again, we only have the same amount of time in the day. So actually the most or the best decision-making you can do is, is make sure you're doing the right things. And I have found that, and I think this is one of the, the most, the, or, or the best stress release that I have had is once you buy into the 80-20 principle, and if you haven't heard of it or you don't know about it, yeah, or you haven't actually applied it in your life, you've probably heard about it, but actually applying it in your life, once you buy into that, your sort of decision-making changes completely. So I start my day thinking, what's my 20%? Mm -hmm. Because I know my 20%, if I've got 10 things on my list and I do 20% of them, I know I'm going to get 80% of the results. I'm kind of like, I just need to do my 20%. Right. And if I do anything after that, it's a bonus. So that makes me feel good. And all I start my day is thinking, I've just got to do my 20%. Yeah. So actually that take, and again, in, pro in project management, we always seem to have like 20,000 things to do on our mm -hmm. task list, don't we? But actually, if you start looking at it and going, you know, what's my 20% here? Communicating to the client, delegating to my team, you sure. know, validating the software and doing and knowing that you're doing your 20%. You've just literally ditched 80% of your to-do list. Now, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, some of that occasionally gets dropped. And again, it's a habit. And occasionally you drop something. But I actually picked this up when I was, um, I used to work on, I was directing an account. And every morning I'd open the email and I had like hundreds of emails. And I just couldn't, I couldn't physically answer them. I couldn't mm -hmm. physically answer them and they consumed all of the day so I started going well what's my 20% my 20% is picking up communication from my clients you know directing the the task to my team any other big issues and the rest of it I don't need to worry about yeah and occasionally you the rest of it you don't need to worry about you drop things yeah I always used to take the that if it's urgent someone's going to ring me up if I've missed yes, it exactly yeah and so instead of consuming all my time answering all these emails I'm just looking for my 20% every day so I start my day what's my 20% I finish my day have I done my 20% and if mm -hmm. not why not and yeah. then I'm on to the next day and, it, and, and again, it's one of those things you need to experience. But once you start in this sort of mode of um, productivity, it does two things. One, you get the really important stuff done. Mm 
So the people in your work environment, you look like you're in control, you mm-hmm. look calm, you don't look like you're under, you know, that you're stressed and you're getting the right things done. You're in control of the project because you've got the answers to all the right questions. You haven't got the answers yeah. to all the questions, but you've got the answers to the right questions. Yeah. And actually that gives people in your environment a lot of confidence and it also knocks off a whole load of tasks that at the end of the day, we're just doing because they're on our task list mm-hmm, and exactly don't create that much, you know, reward or from your efforts. So number two, stress buster is definitely, definitely you start every day, manage your task list and think, what is my 20%? What is the 20% of my time and effort where I'm going to get 80% of my results. Yeah. And when you start, to, it, it really is compounding again. And you just start getting so much more done. And it just takes away all the stress. I would say that number two, it just, it's, uh, you, you, you started this whole thing saying a lot of these are going to sound very simple or basic and that you've heard them before. I would, without knowing number three, I'm going to put my money (laughs) down on that. Number two might be the most challenging for project managers to, to actually perform. I, I just, and it's not because we can't do it this way. It's just project managers are always thrown into the fires. And so everything feels like a fire every single day. But to Laura's point, there is, there are tasks you do for impact and that magnitude of impact that have much more long lasting and valuable effects to the organization. And then you've got this whole thousand task list that is everything that people deem is on fire. And then project management is getting pulled every which way to just organize the people or work with the teams to try to influence them to, to figure out the right decisions. But very often, I think, project managers, just because the nature of our business, that is why I'm Mm. saying two might be the most challenging, not because it's not easy to do. It's just, it's a, it's, it's, it's a neuro thing. I think without having the certification, I think it is, it's, it's a mental shift in your head to really kind of change the way you prioritize, change the way you look at things, change the way you do work and not continue to get sucked in every day. You start a new day. And so every yeah. day, so Laura, what Laura is telling us is every day, make your 20% versus 80% list and just drive to that list. But mm. every day, right when you, from the get-go, right when you get out of bed, there is an opportunity that's going to come up. That's going to try to suck you into doing the yeah. 80% of things. So I would, again, yeah. I love this one. I I know I've heard it before. It's just making sure that every day you start fresh and know that you are trying to not get into that 80% bucket. Yeah. And it's not something that you, you're, you're absolutely right. And when I think back, I've been doing it for years. And when I think back to when I started it, 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 you have to build trust with yourself, right? You have to build Mm -hmm. trust that you're making the right decisions. And it, it, it seems too simplistic, but you have to like any good, project manager you need to test it and see what are the results that you get now the thing is is at the end of the day with with big project management lists you're never going to do it all 
Oh. You're never going to do it all. In fact, yeah. I don't think you need, you need to be a project manager. We never have enough time to do everything we want. Exactly. So logically, what you can think about, well, okay, I'm never going to have time to do everything. And I'm getting stressed by the longer my task list gets, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the longer the task list goes and you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to get it done. Yeah. And actually it is a, it's a mental shift to go, well, actually of these hundred things, if I can identify the 20 most important to the project, to the, the people mm-hmm. in my team, to the client, if I can make sure I do those, I've done 80% of my effort. And yeah. actually what I started to do, and it depends the, the type of person you are, but I would get up early I would kind of get up early and go into work and I I would be in work by seven in the morning, which I know is early for lots of people. But by 10 o'clock, I'd done most of my 20%. And so I would then think, well, the rest of the day, I've just got to go to meetings and things like that. Mm. But in in the back of my mind, I'm like, I've done my 20%. I know I've got 80% of what I'm going to get out of today everything else is the bonus so if I do need to do other bits and pieces I can but you're getting that core productivity into your working day because actually when you again when you start looking at it you realize that we spend so much of our time on things that actually don't matter as much Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. the the things that sometimes we miss yeah, and I absolutely. used to, you know, what? you know, when you come back from holiday, you've had two weeks off and you get back and you open your mail and there is like uh, 10,000 emails. And I used yes. to think, you know, and, and historically you sort of go through everyone and make sure you hadn't missed anything. Right. And I used to think, well, actually my 20% here is probably just what's happened in the last two or three days. Exactly. And everything else before that it's either been dealt with, forgotten, you know, yes. in the, you know, so actually I can delete all of those and yes. anything that I've missed will come back round to me. But actually, this is where my focus needs to be. So sure. it's not that it is like, a, a, you know, do or die. If you're not in my 20%, I don't do you. But it is a mindset shift to be going I want to get my 20% done first if I can or finish the day going, I got my 20% done. So I know that I've got the most value out of my time today. And again, it's about relieving some of that stress that project managers get when there's just so much going on all the time that they have to do. And it's very, very powerful. Again, when you start using these strategies, it's very powerful in the way it sort of changes your mindset and how you communicate to other people at work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Test it. I'm sure you've heard of it. I am. Test it to <laughs> your and I'm doing that today, Laura. Different. I'm implementing it for sure. <laughs> what's my 20%? What's my 20%? That, yeah. That's every single day I'm like, what's my 20%? And, you know, your 20% doesn't have to, you got to be careful being a project manager. It, you know, it could be two things. It could be three things. It could be like, okay, I've done those three things. Everything else is a bonus now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I've already got that 80% results. Yeah. And how good does that feel when you accomplish the huh. big things, right? So awesome. Amazing. Right? Amazing. All right. So, so num- number three. So number three is... um Again, it's just a shift in how we sort of do our day and do our thinking. And 
again, one very simple shift is when you're looking at your long list of tasks, again, I know project managers sort of have an endless task mm -hmm. sheet, don't they? is to think instead of asking yourself, how do I do this? How do I do all of this? How do I do, you know, do all of these tasks? Again, it's a, a pivot in the question and ask yourself instead, how do I get this done? So yeah. instead of how do I do this to how do I get this done? And again, what that does is you look at all the things you've got to do and you think, oh, I'm never going to have time to get all of that done. I'm getting really mm -hmm. stressed yeah. to actually are there other ways I can get this done? And to give you some examples, it may be that you can delegate it to someone in your team. It may be that you get a supplier to do it. It may be that mm. you start your team meeting, your project meeting at the beginning and spend five minutes brainstorming whatever it is you need to do so that you've got lots of people feeding in. And you've again, you've got sort of exponential input for the task that you had to sure. do. Now, some project managers may not have lots, a big team to delegate to, you know, it depends on resources and budgets and things like that. But again, it's just shifting your mind so that you can delegate as much as you can, find other solutions. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, we did this in another project. I forgot. Yeah. We did this in another project. Let's use the same thing. Why, why not? Yeah. Leverage historical. So pick up where so, successes were, previous successes, yeah. absolutely. And we get so into, oh, I've got all this to do. If we just start asking different questions, then we're going to come up with different solutions. And sure. normally those solutions are there in, in some way. You just have to be a bit more creative. And so by asking the question, how do I get this done, means that you're going to come up with better better answers to that question and yeah. all of the three things really are very simple and they're yeah. not easy to implement as you as you say but in terms of getting more stuff done increasing productivity all of that which is something I've sort of done throughout the the time I've throughout my career it, it they're real game changers on being able to perform in situations and and actually just reducing the stress that we have and it, you're not going to get rid of all the stress because we're human and we get stressed but it really helps you take action because I think one of the important things about stress is we become overwhelmed and we are unable to take as much mm -hmm. action as we need to mm -hmm. to get out of the stress it's kind of counterproductive so just by using these very simple tools I think will help everyone listening to really go, okay, I'm just going to implement this this week, you know, maybe pick one of them and see how that changes things for me and just compile, you know, put test each one and add one each week or, or whatever suits your schedule so that you then sort of notice how much your productivity increases. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like you said, very simple things. And I like that you're saying, try some of them, try all of them, see what works, mm. change what doesn't for yourself. And then ultimately, I think, you know, and I'm sure you, you've seen this in your career as a as a PM as well, is that more often than not, 
I don't know that project man managers realize that they're the way that they work and conduct themselves around others is very much how we influence others. It's, it's, mm. it's not a verbal cue more often mm. than not. It's, it's, it's the tone and the way you communicate. It's how you feel. People can feel stress. It's, I feel mm. that being in a room with another person who is stressed, you just feel the energy, but that's just, yeah. yes, it's palpable. Yeah. So I, I think as much as project managers can influence how we can incorporate these three stress busters into the way we do our business, the way we conduct ourselves in, in team meetings and that sort of thing. I imagine then, Laura, you would say this thing can then influence others to kind of take your lead and, and follow follow your lead and and do this for themselves as well. Because ultimately what we want is not just for the project manager to not be stressed, but I think the way that the project manager feels is inherently picked up by the rest of the team. And so if the they don't feel stressed, the team doesn't feel stressed. And then you can have yeah. a very sound mind, a logical mind to start to problem solve and do all the things that we're set forth to do in our role. So I, I like you said, very basic things, I, I focus on, on how to change the narrative in your head, uh, focus on the 20%, understand how to execute things, you know, and, and see if there's other me methods to getting things done. So all of those really, really basic things that I think, again, people just have to absorb and figure out for themselves how they can implement this. Because I do believe that any number of the things that Laura has talked through today will help you de-stress in your current role, in your position, in your professional and personal lives. I think there's there's applications everywhere here. So Laura, thank you so much for joining me on this installment of the Everyday PM podcast. This has been super insightful. I am actually itching to, not stress itching, but I'm itching to write down my 20% as well as I get my day started today. But um, for those folks that want to continue the conversation with you, where can they find you online? So the best way actually in, in, in what we've been talking about today is to go to one of my uh, websites, which is www.influenceupwards.com. And there, there is lots of information about, you know, doing, getting, getting stuff done, but also communicating, as you said, to people in the project environment. So www.influenceupwards.com. And, and I will make uh, sure all of your links, social social media, LinkedIn, all those things that you're you're able to provide will be linked to this episode as well. So folks can know exactly where to access your material, um, probably watch some of your of your speaking engagements as well, which be which would be great and support yeah. Laura in her own journey to help all of us de-stress our lives. So thank you again for your time today, Laura. If you would like to support this podcast, the Everyday PM podcast, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on any of your podcasting platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, you name it. We're on all of the platforms. You can also watch the video version of this on my YouTube ch channel, youtube.com forward slash Ancampia, and click the bell for notifications of when new content goes up. Also, feel free to subscribe to the channel and leave us a great comment about what you thought about the conversation today. So that will do it for Laura and I in this installment of the Everyday PM podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And until next time, take care. Thank you.